Hi everyone, Karen here with just a short introduction to this episode. As you'll probably notice, listening to the beginning and the date stamp, this was recorded quite a while ago. <laughs> this was recorded back in early November, but the last couple months have just been bonkers with work and with schoolwork. Any time I had that wasn't at work or, you know, sleeping, it was like, I should work on the podcast, but I have a thing due on Friday. And then I have another thing due on Monday. And then I have another thing due on Friday. So yeah, editing did not happen. It has happened over the last couple of weeks, though, now that family has left. Oh my god. And there is another episode that we recorded much more recently that I have, which I will release probably tomorrow, probably, after I get home from work. So apologies for the lateness, but here it is, our long-awaited <laughs> Ryan Beck wrap-up episode. <laughs> Oh, Lord. You know, if I could just win the lottery, then I could spend my entire time knitting and podcasting. And <laughs> we wouldn't have these problems. But, um, and I've also added to the very end some audio that we recorded at Rhinebeck. There's a little bit of crossover in what we're talking about. And going through what we were discussing, I did think about getting, about ditching the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. talk. <laughs> but I thought people who watch the show might find it amusing to find out how so, so innocent and naive we were. <laughs> about the trauma that was waiting for us. So I've left that in. So spoilers up to like episode six, seven, something like that. But I think that's it. So we will get on with the episode. See you soon, guys. In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of koi casting and klingons. Okay, people. Get your geek on. Hi everyone, it's November 8th, 2015, and you're listening to episode 105, for realsies this time, of Knitwing Geek 2. I'm Karen. I'm Maggie. And we have... Michelle. ...with us for a big ol' episode. A post-Rhinebeck glow. Yes. Buried in Halloween candy. And Sheik to Shawl looming on the horizon. With a whole new hot government, because... Yes... It's 2015. Bow chicka wow wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new Canadian anthem. <laughs> there, so in other words, there's been a lot going on and there is a lot about to go on. Yes. Speaking of which, for those out there who are crazy enough to be doing NaNoWriMo, good on you. Yeah, we salute you. <laughs> you and your crazy. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I know myself too well to do NaNoWriMo. In case anyone's sure, not sure what that is, it stands for National Novel Writing Month. Basically, people try and write a 50,000-word novel, or at least a 50,000-chunk of novel, in one month. And I think that boils down to, like... I was going to say, how many words a day would that be? Uh, I think it's like 1,700 words a day, I think. That would make sense. Yeah. Which, yeah, I know myself too well. That That is super not happening. Within three days, I'd be, like, well behind and be like, yeah, nope. Now, what's the alternative one that you've done in the past? Oh, that one, it didn't run last year. I don't know if it's running this year. Um, I didn't get an email or anything. But that one was Riso Mifu, which stands for Write Something, You Miserable Fuck. <laughs> it was basically like, write for ten minutes each day and complain bitterly about it. <laughs> I think November's busy enough. Yeah, well, and especially like... <laughs> You may have noticed it's been a while since we had a podcast. 
Kind of because we were away. We'd been places. And then some of us were sick. And stuff. Yeah, I got concred from Rhinebeck. Sheep flu. <laughs> Something like that. You. Okay, yeah. so Rhinebeck. Yes, Rhinebeck happened. Rhinebeck did happen. Everybody here went to Rhinebeck this year. Rhinebeck yep. was glorious, yes. It was wonderful. It was your first time going for the full weekend. It and- was. It makes such a difference going with the knitters and staying at a house with the knitters mm-hmm. um, instead of having to be dragged back to muggle land at the end of the day. Yeah. You and were going for two days. Immersed in the experience. Yep. This yeah. time around. And it was it was really good company. Yay! <laughs> I'm glad. It was really good company. <laughs> yeah, we have an awesome house of people, all major ne- major geeks. It took me a little while to actually realize that, because the geek puns kept happening, and they didn't stop. They didn't slow down. They just kept amping up more and more. And I'm like, these are my people. They're not just doing this for the one <laughs> for the one time. That these are my people. I have found my tribe. No kidding. <laughs> and we had a really nice house too. Yes. It was what, what was really it? 1850s. Nice. Um, the original part of the house is from the 1700s. Dude, wow. looked like you guys had a fireplace that yes. you were sitting yep. in front that of. That Miss Karen was yep. the one that managed to get going. <laughs> See, no, we had a fireplace, too. We had a really cool Victorian house, but nobody was brave enough to set a fire. There's some baggage there from previous years. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, Steph, that was one of uh, my housemates, uh, she actually had to repaint a fireplace oh dear. from the soot because they didn't open the flue. So. Yeah, that's kind of step one. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, open the fl- well, step one, open the flue. Step two, make sure the, the flue is drying. I'm sorry, I come from a very hot climate. Any fireplaces in the houses are really ornamental or have long since stopped being used. <laughs> and um, I, I don't have a lot of this in my background, so I'm just lucky that I have something that... Cause I don't have a chimney <laughs> attached to my fireplace in my house. Yeah. Mine is gas-operated. And the wood one that was in the house we were staying in, we decided Saturday night, let's put on a fire, and then we had a look at the fireplace and like, ah! I wonder when the last time these ashes were swept out, because I think there's hieroglyphics around them somewhere. <laughs> and the only one who really knew what to do about it, not just sweeping them out, but how to get everything going, mm-hmm. was this Cameron. one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was in Girl Guides. I was going to say, where did you for learn years. that? Yeah. yeah, well, Girl Guides, and we went to the cottage. Yeah. And, and his- so we had... You like, had historical reenactments yeah. as well. Yeah, and I worked at... Um, yeah, so we would have campfires and stuff at Girl Guides and at... When we went to the cottage, so we did a lot of, you know, marshmallow roasting and stuff. Zombie apocalypse, you know, kind of skills. Yeah. And I worked at a historic house museum where we actually, like, cooked over the large open hearth. So, it's I mean, it's been quite a few years since I've made one or built, like, a fire in a fireplace. But there's basics to it (laughs) that you, you know, don't really forget. But, you know, once we got going and everybody's sitting around knitting and... Talking about the day, and everybody brought home bits and pieces from the gourmet food yes. uh, barn, and bottles of wine, and mm-hmm. it was just like tapas for dinner, and it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It was sitting around with the crackling fire behind us, yeah. and everybody showing their their spoils from the day. Yes, yeah. it was good. It's it was like so one nice. big pajama party. That's yeah, a, yeah. Basically. I love Rhinebeck. Just love it. Yeah, it's basically like knitter pajama party. Yeah, yeah. And what was everybody's favorite purchase? Oh, gosh. It's hard to say. I mean, I have my purchases behind me. 
Because this is my house, and I got all my yarn nearby. Where yeah. did you go first? Um, when the well, we went opened. to see two of our housemates, Marcia and Susie, were vending at the Indie Untangled show in Kingston the night before. Right. And so I got one thing there because I made myself stick to one thing. There was lots of other very pretty things mm, that I wanted, but I made myself stick to one thing. I got uh, white birch fiber arts sock yarn in electric slide. Electric slide. Yeah. Ooh. And they're all, all of theirs were, they're stripey, but they sort of gradient in and out of the stripes. So you start with like, they were the, the ones that of the had gray. the examples yeah. on the, yeah. Wow. That is gorgeous. And I think they just had like little tubes knit and they put them on like mason jars or stuff to display them. And it's 100% merino. Yeah. Well, uh, 80, 80, 20 merino nylon. Okay. So it's yeah, like a, a turquoise. Yeah, yeah. And in each stripe, it starts out, like if you look at the stripe, it starts, starts out as the light turquoise and then goes to the dark turquoise oh, in the middle. Nice. And then back to the light turquoise, mm. light gray to dark gray to light gray. So they had lots mm. of colorways I really, really wanted, but this one I managed to mm-hmm. control myself. and, and They, they weren't at Rhinebeck. No, so no, this is the pre-Rhinebeck okay, yeah. sale. Yeah, Very most good. of the places there weren't at Rhinebeck. Right. You know, whether it's because, you know, they couldn't get a booth because, you know, it's there's so many booths that just, vendors that just keep coming back every year. So there's not a lot that open, you know, or whether because, like, they're just a small, a small thing. And because, you know, they don't have the time or whatever to, to make up the amount of stock you'd need for a full booth. Right. At Rhinebeck. Yeah. You know, so most of them weren't at Rhinebeck itself. Or, you know, maybe some of them, like, other vendors were selling, like, some of their stuff or something. Right. Like, the Bare Naked Wolves were there um, at the Indian Untangled show. And I don't think they had a booth of their own at Rhinebeck, but I'm pretty sure I saw them somewhere. I can't remember if that was a yes or a no. But, yeah, so we got a little taste of that the night mm. before. <laughs> and that was a substantial crowd that was in that room yeah, to begin with. Yeah, it was pretty crowded. Well, especially because, like, it's at, it was at one of the hotels in Kingston. It was at the Best Western right. Plus. So, one, it was really nice walking in there in the afternoon, Friday afternoon. Oh, my God, that was fantastic. And knitters just everywhere. Yes. Just taking over the lobby. Tons of people. Like, there were tons of people sitting in the lobby and down the hallway and stuff like that. And all of them were knitting. People walking in with luggage and they're wearing a hand-knit sweater. And you could tell because you know the pattern. That's the way it is at Madrona, too. We take over the whole hotel. Mm-hmm. And the hotel staff keeps saying, you're our favorite group all year. I think because the cheerleaders are there the week before. <laughs> <laughs> so they're pretty traumatized by the time we get there. But it is pretty cool when you walk in and the whole place is your tribe. Yeah. You just see people knitting everywhere. It's amazing. Yeah. But, like, there was tons of people there. And I imagine, you know, part of it would be like, hey, if you're staying in that hotel, you go up to your room, drop off your stuff, you know, have a mm-hmm. little dinner or whatever. You could wander down to the ballroom in, like, your pajamas and slippers if you wanted yeah. to go shopping. If you're staying there, it's like, well, not very far to carry my purchases. Yeah, that would be kind of scary, I would think. Yeah, yeah. I did see someone... That evening in the lobby with like a Tupperware, a Tupperware yeah. bin, like a big Tupperware bin mm-hmm. that was like one third full of yarn and all the yarn looked different. It didn't look like they were vending or like they were, you know, selling in the lobby or vending at the thing. It, it, it looked like purchases. Yep. Like the variety you would have if you were making purchases. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Came to do business. Yeah. Wow. You were going hardcore. But yeah. And then the next day. We got there, went around like 10.30, I think. Got to the... Uh, got to the, the fairgrounds? The fair, yeah. Yes, 10.30. 
Yeah, because we all, that was one of the nice things about having the house, too, because we could, you know, we could make breakfast and people could, like, come down to the kitchen and make themselves something to eat or, like, grab something to eat. And, like, while other people were having showers and yep. other people doing other stuff, instead of having to get, like, the entire group, like, showered and dressed and ready and then all go out for breakfast and that sort yeah. of thing. And you know people love you when they make breakfast for everybody. They make bacon for everybody. Yes. Yep. Yes. Lots of bacon. Yes. Lots of really good bacon. Yeah, it's fun just kind of lazing over breakfast and coffee and knitting. And yeah. You have to sometimes remember to get up and get dressed and get, and get out to the, <laughs> get going. Get to the fair. Yeah. I was there early because I was, um, one of the people I was staying with was Kim uh, from Indigo Dragonfly. Yes. So she was vending at the Jenny the Potter booth. So I was seconded to help. I was crowd control. Um, and uh, and I needed to be. Well, given my, my what I do in my day job, I figured, uh, at least in this case, they're knitters and they're sober. Yeah. Yeah, uh, true. So it's a step up from, you know, what I'm usually dealing with. <laughs> you can with. at least negotiate yeah, with them exactly. knowing you both have a clear mind. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, and everyone was really well behaved, but, uh, it's amazing to watch the lineup that forms. Yeah. And then how people just come in and they grab fistfuls of those mugs. And I did manage to get one of the coveted Franken sheep mugs. <laughs> so, uh, I've been enjoying my coffee out of that. Her stuff's so great. And she's just lovely. She's mm -hmm. a really terrific person. Yeah. When we got there, there was quite the lineup. Yeah. Like the Jenny, the Potter booth, for those of you who aren't, who haven't been to Rhinebeck is, um, there's a couple, there's three or four sort of larger barns basically that are buildings that are all next to each other. Um, and then there's a bunch like 15 smaller individual barns that have little alleys in between them where they have, there's t most of them have vendors, but they also, that's where they have like the breed display and yep. the, the camelids and goat display and stuff like that. And so Jenny the Potter is actually in a sort of tent that is in a, a walkway between two of those smaller barns. And like the lineup when we got there. <laughs> yeah, it started forming at about 8.30. Because uh, mm -hmm. we were there setting up. And it works out well because they, her product's all gone by noon the first day. Yeah. So then she shares the booth with Indigo Dragonfly. Yeah. Because then they can just take over for the rest of the weekend. So it worked out well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was kind of cool to see how everybody started lining up. Like it mm -hmm. must have been 200 people in line. Yeah, yeah. We were not part of that line. No. Because <laughs> no. none of us were like, eh, we don't really need it. Yep, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. nobody in our house was really of like the, no. we need to get this thing, and so we need to get there early sort of yeah. thing, which was nice too. Because it's nice when you can have, when you have like a group of people that are either all of that same mind, or at least, you know, in our case, we had two cars. If there had been some people, right? hopefully four. <laughs> Of that mind, yeah. then they could go early and the rest of us could go a little later or something. And big thank you to Lexi and to Sarah in our group who did the driving. Yes, who did all the driving and yep. picked us up from the train station and dropped us off and stuff like that. Yep. How was the train? You enjoyed it? Yeah, it was nice. I did, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, you know, it's a seven hour train trip. Right. It yeah. leaves early in the morning, yeah. um, especially for the one we were getting. Because, like, I mean, you can leave later, but... Yeah. Then, especially because we were having people, like, pick us up. You know, I didn't want to... There was possibly the option of, like, getting the train from Niagara Falls instead of getting from Buffalo. That left a little later in the morning. But 
that yeah. would that scheduled to get in at eight eight thirty in the evening. There was one night I looked at it at you can check like the actual the actual arrival times for like the last four or five days on the Amtrak site. There was one night it got there at eleven thirty p.m. Mm. Like yeah, I'm not gonna make anyone come get us at eleven thirty. Yeah. So we got one, and at least that way we got to like drop off our stuff and relax yep. a bit, and... and get fire fire made pizza. Yes. Ooh, sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, there was a really nice pizza place right next to the the Best Western Plus, which was super busy. Mm. No kidding. They were very busy that night. Yeah, so, like, I mean, the train, like, you know, like I said, it's a seven-hour train ride, but it's seven hours of forced sitting and knitting time. Yeah, I mean, at least you can get up and stretch your legs and move around. Yeah, and and they have a cafe cafe car, which has some, you know, pretty decent, like, you know, I got... Light stuff. Yeah, like sandwiches and wraps and stuff like that. I mean, I got a salad on the way back, like a chicken Caesar salad, and it was, like, fairly large and, like, you know, seemed like fairly fresh, like, ingredients and stuff. So it wasn't like it's definitely much better than like airplane food. Yeah, I would I would agree <laughs> with that. Probably because they can restock at every few stations. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was it's definitely an option for traveling if you have the time and yeah. if you and if you are the sort of person that can just like sit and relax for a mm-hmm. while and enjoy the journey part rather than they gotta get somewhere, gotta get somewhere. Yeah, sort of thing. It took us. I mean, not we didn't take much less to get there. I mean, we Yeah, you guys were driving. Yeah, yeah, we we got there about 5.30 and we left about 10 in the morning. So mm-hmm. about the same length of time, a uh, little bit less. And uh, we pulled over a few times and spelled each other driving. It was my car we took. So it's a it's a lot of driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the weather was glorious. It was pretty good. It was yeah. pretty. Yeah. It was pretty good. It was yeah. really nice. Yeah. The weather was so beautiful that weekend. Yeah. Cold though, on yeah, yeah, it was super cold. What the hell? What the hell? It was snow. snowing. Yeah, like actual snowing. I had to buy a hat and mitts, <laughs> <laughs> which seemed ridiculous because I'm going to, you know, here I am a knitter buying a hat and mittens, but uh, it was pretty cold. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so was there anything in particular you got, Michelle? That um, well, other than the mug. Which um, I hadn't necessarily planned to make a, to get a mug, but she'd done this cute little kind of Halloween theme with a sheep that actually was like a Frankenstein sheep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got that, and then um, what I'm knitting with right now is uh, a Harrisville uh, yarn mm-hmm. uh, called Flywheel, and it's a sport weight, beautiful tweedy yarn. It's it's a lot like the the Loft and Shelter, but it's not white as soft mm-hmm. so it's a little sturdier but it's still incredibly soft soft i wouldn't call it like crunchy or, no not at all you know it's very very yeah, nice that's not like i wouldn't call that scratchy yeah and that's to make a design by julia farwell clay called uh, granite ridge mm-hmm. and it's got these incredible cables that kind of swoop up in the front on an angle and the back has a nice kind of section of ribbing in it. So I've always wanted to make one of her designs. What I notice about her stuff is that when you see, I've seen it on various people and on people on Ravelry, and it just looks good on everybody. Oh, good. So uh, she's one of those designers that really knows how to design for all kinds of people. So I'm kind of excited to finally be making one of her designs. And after the 
the epic shawl, the magnum opus yeah. shawl. <laughs> yes, because you did. But you did finish. I yeah. did finish five hours before Saturday morning. I was yeah. up till one one thirty in the morning uh, doing French knots and weaving in ends. Because yeah, what uh, pattern were you doing? So it was called the Swedish Heart Warmer, and it was all stranded. It was out of bugger. Mm-hmm. It took me a year of solid knitting, yeah. and there was probably 1,200 stitches by yeah. the time I finished. And Because yeah, it is a, a large, stranded color work shawl, shawl yeah. triangle shawl, and done on, like, small needles. That was, like, 2.25? Yeah, 2.25 millimeter yeah. needles, yeah. And, and I taught myself how to knit backwards and strand mm-hmm. so that that worked out well but uh like literally it i don't know why but every project is off the needles hours before <laughs> when, you know it's it just seems to fill up the time to to take that length of time but uh it's it's done and so when you finish something like that your brain kind of says okay what do i crave now and, and i'm kind of feeling like tweedy yarn and cables yeah. That's just what my... So, and single colors. Yeah, single color, some yeah. Yeah, nice tweedy yarn. And this, yeah, this yarn, this color I'm using is called Cheshire. So it's like mm-hmm. a nice, I don't know, would you call that... Uh, it's very dark green, but it's sort of, yeah, it's heathery. Yeah, it's yeah. heathery, like a fly blue or a fly green. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's quite nice to work with. Yeah, speaking of which, I didn't finish the sweater in time. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> Again, I was knitting on the body but, but, and looked at it on the train on the way down and looked at it and was like, no, I'm not going to finish this in time. No, what you did do is you got a head start on next year's sweater. that you're Yes, just like I did last year because I wore, I wore last year's sweater both days this year. Well, Maggie, so, asked, yeah. Maggie asked me yesterday if I was uh, making a Madrona sweater. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> no, I, I no. didn't say sweater. I asked, are you are you making anything for Madrona? Right. And the answer was, that's sure. a good question. It could question. be a dishcloth. I could just... <laughs> yeah, you, could, you could just make a, a skull cap. Yeah. yeah. Did you get anything in particular, Maggie? I did. I got. I bought my first shuttle. For my loom, because mm-hmm. as has been explained, yes, I've got my own loom now. I have not used it, but I'm in the process of learning bits and pieces. So I got my very own shuttle, and I got a cone of tensel for weaving a big girl project when I learn how to do it properly. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of supposed to sit there like um, an aspiration object. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I'm worthy of it, I will use it. And then I got three uh, skeins, two of Socks That Rock. And for anybody who's in the United States, Socks That Rock is a big deal here in Canada because it's hard to come by. Yeah. I mean, it was a super huge deal in the States, too, like a few years ago. Like, it used to be like they would have Jenny the Potter lines at the fold at Rhinebeck and other events because, Mm -hmm. not just because they have the mill ends and stuff, but because they had Socks That Rock. Right. They were only, at that time, it was only online through Blue Moon. Or the fold. Right. And that was it. That was the only places you could get Socks the Rock. And, well, it's probably even more rare in Canada because of the damn shipping that has to happen. Yeah. But from the way it was spoken about, I thought they would just, like, have a wicker basket to the side with a couple of ends of Socks at Rock. <laughs> no. No. Socks at Rock took up a wall. Yeah. And I was not unhappy about it. Yeah. And it was, like, pretty picked over by the time we got there, but there was still a quite lot a bit. Yeah. there. I got um, I got one set that was in the Raven uh, colorway, which is 
um, one of their dark sets. And I got another set that was called Fall Frolic. Mm -hmm. And I also got for the very first time Into the World. Yeah, Into the World. Sorry, Into the World. You think I'd remember that after talking to my credit card company? Yeah, it's W H I R L E D too, isn't it? O R L E D. No, it's into the world. Where's my? Yeah, where's your thingy thingy? Tada! Into the world. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. But I had never bought anything from them before, and indeed, I don't even remember seeing them before. Now, no, granted, remember, I was with a Muggle last time who was, you know, yeah, had had a yarn attention span of yay big. Yeah. And they were like, and last year, I think by the time you got there too, like they would have been, they, they had, there, was a, there was an entire shelving unit that had been just cleared Demolished. out. Demolished. And yeah, there, there was a bit more this year. I yeah, guess. it wasn't, yeah, yeah. there was quite a bit more when we got there in the afternoon. There was quite a bit more than there was last year. And they year. even announced on Saturday night, put up on their Twitter account that they would have a special sale, sale rack. And everybody <laughs> in the house just suddenly went, oh my God, I hurt. I need to go back. <laughs> But I did get a skein from there, and so it'll be my very first time using it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the what the colorway name is called, but don't worry, yeah, it'll come it up. It was really pretty. It was, mm-hmm. and it was not my usual colors. It was sort of, if I remember right, it was sort of like purples and oranges. Yeah, there and was things a little like bit of orange and brownie in it. Yep. But uh, I'm real. I'm excited to. I'm excited to see what their stuff is like. Cause mm-hmm. I have not done anything with them in the in, mm-hmm. in the past. Yeah, they got, I got two skeins from them last year, and I've knit one of them up. Uh-huh. I did earlier this year. I can't remember the colorway name. I know I got one of their, their TARDIS-inspired ones. I think it was bigger on the outside. Yeah. Or bigger on the inside. Because they're, they're, they're another there's one's bigger on the out- geeky there's one, names. Yeah, there's one bigger on the inside and another one smaller on the outside. And I can't remember which one of those two I got, but I got one of their other skeins, and I can't remember the colorway name right now. But I've used it before, and it's it's quite nice. Okay, cool. Um, and I should mention, like, one of the other things I bought, I actually did not buy that many individual things, like only three individual skeins of yarn. Um, however, one of them is a monster skein. Yes, it is. Because I braved the Miss Babs booth. I watched this happen, and I was like, ouch, This is like that good hurts. Canadian girl hockey po- Yeah. Well, you know, never played hockey, but, you know, still learned how to body check people out of the always, way. It wasn't like there was a rush at the beginning. Yeah. And then nothing. Every time I looked at that booth yeah, all weekend it's just long, always it was crowded. just chock full of people. Yeah. Last year it was the same thing. Like, I remember last year going by there on a Sunday just to be like, oh, maybe I'll take a look inside. And it was still just like packed with yeah. people. And I'm just like, yeah, maybe not. But um, I wanted to get one of her skeins. Um, she has two that are like this, the Kilimanjaro and Katadin, Katadin, something like that, K-A-T-A-H. D-I-N. The latter is, it's 100% Blueface Lester. Kilimanjaro, I think, is a Blueface Lester and Nylon mix. But each of those are like 1,750 yards of fingering weight in one, one skein. skein. So I was like, I kind of want to get one of those. That is, a, is giant, like that a, is a giant. That is a shawl in one skein. That is a loaf of yarn right yes. there. That is an enormous. It has weight. Gorgeous like, feel color. how heavy yeah. that is. <laughs> That's a baby. Yeah, what's the weight of it? It's 14 ounces of yarn. Wow. Right here. So yeah, so I managed to, I I sort of walking around the booth and sort of looking, I could kind of see the wall where they were. So I managed to sort of get in to the booth on the side where they were, like right near where they were, because everybody else, because there was a whole bunch of like fingering weight and stuff the rest of the way. So I just like squeak in here, take a quick look at the shelf and see what they have. And there was one that was like a really dark... 
um, grayish teal or something like that that was really tempting. But eventually I went for livid colorway, which is really dark, like reddish purple. It looks like red wine. Mm-hmm. And it's got some some sections that are slightly lighter as well and slightly darker. So it is going to look, yeah, it's a very red wine colorway. It's going to look amazing. Do you have ideas for it? Um, I mean, it's the right size for a nice big pie shell. So it's a thought. But I don't really have, like, plans, plans yet okay. for it. I just wanted one of mine to call my own. Stroking it like a Bond villain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a Bond villain and their cat. What else yes, did you get? Yes, Mr. Bond. <laughs> I just got a couple other things I got, like, I got... A bag at one of the at um one of the booths that had Jess Lou bags. I got the TARDIS wall. Or no yeah, the TARDIS and Weeping Angel. Oh my gosh, I didn't see that. That is gorgeous. Yeah, it's like a I think it's called Twall pattern. Mm-hmm. That sort of yeah. sort of French like countryside yeah. view sort of things. They were in one of the barns, right? Yes. Okay. I yeah. I got a bag from there and it's all Princess Bride themed. Yeah. And so it's in blue and white and stuff, but, you know, it has, it looks fairly traditional, you know, of like, you know, ladies sitting in a little garden with a fence and everything like that, except, you know, then there's a weeping angel on a TARDIS. What was the name of that company again? Jessalou. She's online as well. I've got one of their other bags. I've got okay. a, a Downton Abbey bag. And the lining. Yeah. I didn't even notice that until like we were doing our little Periscope video, which I should upload. Yeah. To YouTube. The lining is stars. <laughs> And then I also just got, I got a skein of yarn from Fox Hill Farm, which is um, a little independent farm. I got one skein of theirs last year, and I got another skein to match it. It's lace weight in a Cormo cross. That's beautiful. And so it's about 570 yards of lace weight. So I have another skein that's about the same length already, and it's the same so color, soft. color. So it's sort of a, a gray with a slight oatmeal tinge to it. What's the and breed? It's so soft and wonderful. Cormo Cross. Cormo. And then I also went to Into the World. I wasn't planning to get anything, but mm. how many how many things I started with? When you I go, wasn't planning to, but when you go to Rhinebeck, yeah. So I got. I ended up getting a braid of Superwash Targi. I think it's called T A R G H E E in the shaken, not stirred colorway. Which when I saw it, I was like, oh. I love the colors because it's mostly blues and some grays and a little bit of brown, but mostly blues. You definitely had a theme to and your color I saw choices the, this year. Yeah, true. Well, this is me we're talking about. <laughs> yes. How often have you heard me say, and it matches what you're wearing? Yes. Yes. Well, it does. And of course, like one of the one of the best parts about going to Rhinebeck is meeting all the people and all our listeners. Yay! Yay! It was so much fun meeting all our listeners. Like, I know there was a couple who were like, oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm fangirling, and it's like, it's okay! <laughs> like, dude, have you listened to the podcast? <laughs> I even got to meet a few in the, the Jenny books. They came Yes, because you were wearing your I your was wearing of- my agents, my my Peggy Carter hat and my Agents of Sheep shirt. So uh, there were about four that came in uh, to say hi. And that cottoned on to who you were. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of standing out. I think you had your hat on that day, too. Yeah, so I wore both days. days. Yeah. I think it was the Ravelry photographer who, yeah. who said, I think your boss is over at the Jenny the Potter booth. And <laughs> yeah. I'm just giggling, going, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's Michelle. <laughs> yeah, but so we, we were at the uh, Ravelry meetup and the podcaster meetup yep. on the Saturday and the Ravelry meetup on the Sunday. And so we got to meet a lot of people, mm-hmm. which was awesome. I met a woman who had a tame sparrow 
Yes, that oh was gosh. the awesome, and she was feeding it little bits of cupcake. Yes, and it was in her pocket, in a little pocket. Wow. Yeah, because it, it was so cold, she would put it in her hoodie pocket, and it would just stay there, and she would just feed it crumbs from the cupcake, and it was happy. Yeah, <laughs> it had imprinted onto her, so it just stayed with her. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, you're a Disney princess. I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we got to meet a couple other podcasters. Uh huh. Also listen to like, and we got to we actually got to meet um oh, I get rid the. The host of the Canadian Knitter podcast on YouTube, who was like, "Oh hi, um, I really like your podcast." Yours was like, it sort of inspired me." To, and I was like, "Oh my god, you're the Canadian Knitter podcast! I just started listening to you." <laughs> oh, oh, and we've got to talk about—is it Devin? Yes, we met one of our youngest fans. Yes, who was a ten-year-old boy. Ten-year-old boy, which is kind of like, "Oh man, you have heard about the nasty things we want to do." To yeah, we were a little bit nervous. Well, but his mom, well, mom says, says she previews she, the podcast. She previews first. the podcast. So kudos to mom yes. for that. Um, but we kind of have, <laughs> we have our young, uh, at least I think he's our youngest yes. fan is a boy. And I think he works, he, if I remember right, he works out on a farm. Yep. So that's why his mom says he's heard a lot of that language before. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were talking to him. And one of the things that she said that we encouraged him to embrace his geekiness. Yeah. And embrace his, you know, weirdoness. And we're like, yeah, celebrate that. Absolutely. Yes. And by the end, he's like, yep, I'm going to keep being a geek. I'm going to keep being weird. And I'm like, yes, because weird is a side effect of awesome. Yes. So, hi, hello. <laughs> Thank you for making our day. Yes, because it's it's awesome to meet people who who actually listen to the podcast, not just people. You know, it's not just like people who have like static avatars for faces on yeah. the internet, sort of thing. There are actual people that listen. There to are us. people, people. Yeah, and some some of whom were like participating in the swap, and some of whom were yeah, some of whom were fairly recent. Some of whom have been listening to for quite a while, and it's it's Yee! awesome to meet people. Yes, it is a lot of fun. I um, one of my more surreal moments at Rhinebeck was. I saw this lady and she was just gorgeous, had a skirt and boots and she had this Brooklyn Tweed sweater on from a couple collections ago. I think it's called Woodford and I've wanted to make it and it looked great on her. A friend of mine has been making it and she's been saying it's really fiddly, the directions. If you if your mind strays even a second, you go off track. So I almost went up to her and said, oh, that sweater looks great. I really want to make it. But my friend says that the directions are are really hard to follow and instead instead i said oh it looks great on you how did you find it to knit and she said well fine but i'm the designer <laughs> <laughs> it was elizabeth da- is it doherty or doherty Think something yeah and uh anyway so she was lovely and she kind of explained in broad strokes how the design was put together and uh even offered to i had tried it on before because it was a sample uh, at Madrona last year, but uh, anyway, that was kind of fun too. Mm-hmm. So lesson learned: if you see a design you like on somebody, mm-hmm. it might be the designer. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and that you know, it was also kind of neat just walking around too, because like there were a bunch of people there that like we know from or to, from Toronto or Hamilton and stuff like that. So it's like walking around. We're walking around in you know upstate New York, seven hours from home. It's like, oh yeah, hey Glenna. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all oh, there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, hey Ashley. Yeah, nice to see you. It's like you know all these people that we're used to seeing at home. Yeah, it's like boom, there you yeah. are. Transform. I saw. Oh, I can't remember Tracy or Kate. 
from Handknit um, in Hamilton was there too. And so okay. I was talking with her for a little while and it's like, you know, all these people you're used to seeing here, it's like we have transplanted to right <laughs> the entire population. I think next year I want to make a, a, bean, a white beanie with a red maple leaf on it. Oh, yes. that's, that's, that draw the Canadians. Cool. Yeah, draw the Canadians. And of course, while we were down, I don't know if you want to segue into the whole election thing, but that happened <laughs> while we were down there. Yeah, we're coming back on the Monday. I kept seeing, uh, when I was checking Twitter, I kept seeing everybody. Yep. I know in Canada talking about that they had just voted or whatever. I voted in, in the advance polls. Yep, yeah, I, I did too. I think we yeah. all, yeah. All of us I were like, well. we need to vote in the advance polls because we're going to Rhinebeck. Yeah. <laughs> we're coming back on election day. Yeah. We were actually, we didn't come back till the Tuesday. So we were essentially watching it on our iPads and on Twitter, mm-hmm. which was, it's actually hilarious to watch the election results on Twitter. Um, <laughs> There were all kinds of interesting commentary. Tweet. Yeah, it was it was just <laughs> hilarious. Some of the tweets, especially then when because when they announced and then all the Americans were like found out you know had seen on Twitter that like we had a new government and oh here's a picture of our new prime minister. Oh hello, <laughs> yeah that was. Yeah. Americans were like, damn, I'm yeah. moving to Canada. I was getting emails from my American friends congratulating me on my new <laughs> prime minister. <laughs> well, and one of, and one of the things pertinent to the podcast. There was a few times when, of course, they, you know, of course, they have, you know, camera crews at the different, you know, election headquarters and stuff like that. And so they were showing Trudeau and his family watching the election stuff. And two of his boys were playing with lights- lightsabers. Yeah. <laughs> they dressed up as a family to go out for Halloween. Yeah, they, and he, they looked and, great. And they were yeah. dressed as, and our new prime minister was dressed as Han Solo. Yeah. Hot Han Solo. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, it was Halloween in Canada. And the new Canadian First lady, basically, is Princess Leia. Princess Leia. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. I love my geeky country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so that, anything else from Rhinebeck that... Just a of? big hello and we love you to all of the people that we shared the house with. Yes. You guys are awesome. Yes. I miss you guys. <laughs> oh my God, you have no idea how painful it's being, you know, waking up in the reality of work. Yeah, I know. Where, you know, people just don't get it. Yeah. I throw out D&D puns and, you know... Geek puns and just nobody comes back with it anymore. They, yeah, they yeah especially like... you and Margaret were just like <laughs> deep, 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 deep puns. Uh, I think there was some time where she nearly dropped something. We're like, hey, you rolled 20 on your dexterity. Yeah. Mm. Managed to save that one. <laughs> yeah. Drinking coffee elixir plus two. Yeah, that is the worst part, is the reality. Yeah, coming, coming back, back to the reality. I, ha- I had a solid week and of Rhinebeck afterglow. And not getting to spend all the time with all the other people, all the other I knitters know, that you could spend time with. I had a solid week of Rhinebeck afterglow. Because I got back and people were like, oh, we're behind on this project and we, we're not sending this back until tomorrow. I'm like, Hakuna Matata, it's okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what? You know, it's all good. It's going to happen. We've often joked when we're at these, whether it's Rhinebecker or Madrona, about creating some sort of like retirement home for knitters oh, where yeah. it would be like that all the time. I just heard something <laughs> on the CBC this morning about a group of older adults who have basically created their own little, like, co-op, commune sort of thing on uh, Vancouver Island. Okay. Who are basically doing that. Yeah. As, you know, just as, you know, trying to, to band together so that they could, you know, live in, in their own sort of homes or, the, you know, their, their own little condos or whatever. And have, they would have, you know, someone employed, like, on site too, like, as they get older to, like, deal with you know, helping them with, you know, everything that you can't you sort of have trouble with when you get older. Yeah. Um, and so they are actually doing that. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's a real viable thing we should consider. Cause yes. It's, it's great. 
Yeah, it's also sort of made me be like, you know, we really need to get moving on that idea of having like a, a winter little retreat for oh. for our group of knitters. Yes. Because, oh man, just like, you know, going up somewhere in like Muskoka or Kawarthas or something for a long weekend, like five or six of us in a house with a fireplace and oh, that just would be knitting awesome. the entire weekend. Or spinning. Yeah, or yeah. spinning, you know, bring whatever fiber tools you want to, you yep. want to use. Okay, so moving <clears throat> into... Adventures in Knitting. knitting. Some of which we might have already we've touched on a little bit of touched on. Do you want to go first? I will go first. Um, so a lot of what I've been doing up until this point has been for the swap package for the Knit One Gate Two swap, including something um, I did not mention before, which was I picked up something at Rhinebeck for my swappy person, Mm -hmm. but it is not on the Periscope, Mm -hmm. and I'm letting you know I got it at Rhinebeck, but I'm not telling you what it is here. So the, it, that's yeah. why it wasn't included in my descriptions of my of yes. my spoils. But my package is already. It is just waiting for one thing to arrive, and I've already poked said uh, source that one thing is supposed to be arriving. Mm-hmm. So I'm expecting it this week. I also need a bigger box. Yes, I tried. <laughs> I, I tried. Your box is not bigger on the inside. <laughs> Um, actually, I could take that multiple different ways and say, yes, I have given childbirth, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I can actually show you. Devin's mom. Don't listen to listen Don't. To that yeah, that, that, that was... Anyways, where is it? There. Wow. <laughs> that take, is a pile of packages. Yep. And there are artsy things on the other sides of those packages, which is why I've turned them all facing ah, down. Okay. And a cat guarding them. And a cat yeah. guarding them. <laughs> so my package is ready to go with the exception of one last thingy and a bigger box. Now, while I am at my standstill point, and there is nothing else that has to be done, I am doing the bob socks, Ashley. You and I, because <laughs> Ashley said she was going to race me for the bob socks okay. if I don't get on them. And at which point I stopped in the middle of Rhinebeck and just went, fuck, <laughs> I actually have to do these now. So, yes, I am working on the bob socks. I was working on them at knit night. I'm borrowing a bunch of stitch dictionaries from Karen because... <laughs> yes, a giant pile of stitch she, dictionaries. She's got plenty, let me tell you, people. Um, so that's and those what are just the, just the either general or cable <laughs> and twisted stitches ones. Good God. There's a few more lacy and, fa- and ferrile ones. So, I'm working on the bob socks. I am also, this week, trying to empty out as many spindle as many bobbins as I can on the spinning wheel mm-hmm. because of the upcoming sheep to shawl. Right. So as many bobbins um emptied out as I can. And if that means I've got to ply something, if that means I've got to finish spinning something to get it plied and off, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. As for weaving, mm-hmm. I had a bit of a crash course last night. <laughs> the emphasis on the crash. Uh, we, we, we had a couple of Three Stooges com- comedy errors happen, but we regained. It, it was great. You know, the the four hours just flew by. <laughs> and I started at flew two by in the a course of, oh, God, wait. Yeah, well, um, and I, you know, I purposefully made an epic error just so Maggie could see how to get out. Oh, on purpose, and, of course. And to see how important it is to do things a certain way so that, you know, I can see the error happened here, but look at the rest of the warp that we're trying to get on the loom and see what a difference it makes. So it was incredibly educational. I'm slightly terrified to yes, do it again. Exactly. Well, yeah, it was basically I untied one of the, the crosses before I should have. Mm-hmm. So everything kind of went... And then a piece of equipment 
slid out, out. and we <laughs> we lost our loops. <laughs> so, uh, but we got back on track, yep. and uh, and it looks great. The warp looks incredible. I was going to take a picture of it, but it's it's so vivid and rich. It is and very, and it's, it's uh it's historic looking. The red, white, and the different shades of blue, rather yeah. than the really commercially yeah looking red, white, and blue. Yeah, because we should say, I don't think we've mentioned our theme this year. No, we haven't. We've been yeah, keeping it yeah. secret. Our theme this year for Sheep to Shawl is Peggy Carter. Yee! So there will be red lipstick. There will be red fedoras. Yep. yep. Yeah, so we've got a red, white, and blue uh, warp. And, you know, in the... The fleece they give us is like a natural white cream, especially because it doesn't have all the lanolin wash out or anything yet. Yep. Or, and and the pattern we're doing is like hearts with little sort of like diamondy flowers yeah. in between them. Hearts and roses. Yeah. So uh, For Peggy. It, yeah, For Peggy. It's, it's called Peggy and Steve. So that's yep. that's what we've named the design. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see how she, yeah, she works out. Yeah, we've got a... I'm going to do a little test patch probably tomorrow night or Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll know that the the weave is stable. But I'm I'm not anticipating too many problems. So, awesome. yeah, should be good. <laughs> and, yeah, bring all the tools. Yep. And all the wood glue. Yeah, including wood yeah. glue and elastic bands. Yep. Yeah. Because of last year. Yeah. So there's that. Also, side note for me, I officially now own a bow staff. Woo! Um, so I am a danger to everything in an approximate five foot radius, including myself. <laughs> How long is the bow staff? It is four foot nine. Okay. It's just a little bit shorter so that I can learn, so that I can really, um, do the twirls on both sides without fear of smacking it straight into the ground. And So, uh, you would get one proportion to your size. To your size. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Whenever I've gone to, um... Whenever they said in class, go get your bow staff, and we all basically run to the equipment room, and it's kind of like getting hockey, field hockey sticks out, you know, in high school when you're learning to play hockey or something like that. And I'm always reaching for the shortest one I can find. (laughs) Okay, so that's you? Yep, that's me. Okay, so I am working on the swap thing. Um, It should be done soon, especially because, yay, I have two days off this week. In which case, my mother is away right now, so my big plans for my two days off this week is stay home. In my PJs, marathon Netflix and knit, knit um, all the things. Yeah, basically, I'm I'm planning to basically like hook up my computer to the TV tomorrow, and it's just season three of Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries like <laughs> all fucking day. Especially because like I was a little, it should be done soon. I was a little further ahead, or I would have been a little further ahead right now. Except the other night, I realized I had knit an inch and I had made a major error, one that could not be fixed. I can't really describe what it is, obviously, because surprise. But it, it was the sort of thing that could not be fixed other than by ripping back that entire section. I was there. I will verify she is correct. Yes. There was a major fuck. <laughs> there was a head desk that yes. was involved. Especially because that was at the end of a very long work yeah. day. Yeah. Very long, very tiring, oh my God, work day. So that was just sort of like, nope, I am done for tonight. Don't care. Where's my cake pop? I want my cake pop. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. So, but I did, within the last, like, two days, I have made up for that amount and gone past that. So, I've got a little more to do 
on those, but should be done in, in about the same in about the right time. I'm hoping my package will get out at the right time, but part of that will depend on uh, when I receive certain things, because there were certain things I was going to add to my package, and then a week after Rhinebeck, I got a phone call from my credit card company saying, by the way, uh, could you call us because we think there's some hinky charges on your card. I called them up thinking it was going to be Rhinebeck stuff. Like, they were going to be like, whoa, where is this stuff? Even, you know, and so I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, and they're, they're like, oh, did you shop here? And I'm like, um, no. Or what about this? But nope, that's not me either. Fuck. So I had to wait for like a week for them to send me a new credit card. Mm. And I can't order anything in that time because I need the code on the back of the yeah. credit card. Like, I had my... In my, my banking app, it had the, the new credit card number, but A, you need to activate it, and I also need the code on the back, so I'm like, I had to wait to get the damn card before I could order anything. So hopefully that stuff will arrive soon, especially because it is awesome stuff. I mentioned to Maggie one of the yes, things. Yes, she did. And she was like, ooh, that's good. That And I, I was impressed. That one was good. So hopefully my swappy will like. Yeah, so at the moment, I'm basically just working on the swap thing. Um, once I get that done... I have a, a list of stuff, partly because uh, I need to work on the scarf for my mother that she's been waiting for out of yarn I got from Carolina Homespun last year um, out of their Cormo. And then earlier this, like last week, mom was like, oh, are you using this cowl that I found in the print hall? And I'm like, well, I hadn't yet because it wasn't that cold. She's like, well, because I was looking at it and the... The color is perfectly matched, like my coat and this shirt and this other thing I have. And she's like, could you make me one of these in the same colors? I'm like, why don't you just take it? <laughs> it's yours. I will knit myself one to replace it. She's like, oh, yay. And then she's like, you know, this cowl's really nice. I'd kind of like another one. You know, maybe in red. I'm like, okay. So now I need to make another cowl for me and a cowl for mom. So at some point I need to start those after I do the, after I do the, the swap thing. And at some point I would really like to start Lily Pilly, which I haven't started yet. What is Lily Pilly? It is a pattern. It's by Amba O'Brien, A-M-B-A-H. It is Ooh, like a scarf. I stole. I've seen that one. Yeah. Yes. But it's knit on the bias mm. and it has one mm-hmm. section of stripe. And then a section of lace. Yeah. The original one, I love the colors. It's got the white and light gray stripe and then this bright raspberry pink yeah. lace. That was the one I posted on Instagram quite a while ago with, um, so does someone want to help me pick colors for this one? Because so I can you, actually knit this from my stash. So what are you, what are you planning to do it in? Which ones did I pick? Because <laughs> this was like three months ago when I thought, oh, I'll get this other thing done and then I'll be fine. Yeah. I can't remember at the moment. I know one of them, the bright pink I'm going to use is Sweet Georgia. Mm-hmm. Tough Love sock. Yeah. Or no, not Tough Love. It's their old Superwash sock. Yeah. And then, of course, I'm also trying to spin to get bobbins cleared up before sheep to shawl. And uh, and then I've also made an acquisition this last week. <laughs> um, I got a sewing machine. So. Karen is now acquiring a fabric stash. Yes. Yeah. I went to Fabricland last night and got the, uh, got the Time for a Stash Fabricland card. Yep. Which gives me discounts, because that's what I really need, is a fabric stash as well. I've got fabric for, I got some fabric just for, like, practicing with the machine. Because it has been, it has been years since I've used a sewing machine. Um, I was never terribly good at using a sewing machine the last few times I tried it, but then I also, like, had never had one really long enough to 
to get a lot of practice in. So I'm still sort of figuring it out, but I've got um, I've got fabric for a little like drawstring project bag. So we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> I would like to be able to sew like costume stuff eventually. <laughs> and then meantime, it's just been I have just been working so much. Like, work has still not slowed down. It's like every other weekend I'm working all weekend. So basically it's like, I have all this stuff I'd like to do. I don't have a hell of a lot of time. Especially if I, you know, want to sleep. And it's only going to get worse in the next, what, seven weeks? Oh, probably. Yeah, cause, and especially because at work in the next seven weeks, that's when everybody who is, like, full-time and has actual time off, like, has to, like, fill in all the time that they have left over for the year or they lose it. So, but yeah, that's me. The vacation year flips on January 1st with yeah. the calendar year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and we heard what you were working on right now, Michelle. Yeah, working on uh, Granite Ridge. I've got a few things on the needles that I'm flipping between. I'm about three quarters of the way through Pont Neuf as well. Oh, using, yes, you've been working on that one for a while. Yeah, it's from Twist Collective. Yep, Sweet Georgia in, in the yarn that they used in the pattern. So it's the Sweet Georgia DK in a really pretty aqua color called um, Summer Skin. It's. I was saying to Maggie yesterday while we were warping the loom that I... I think I'm stalled because I'm I'm nervous that it's not going to look good because it's it's a beautiful design but it's you know this big kind of wall of lace and it's asymmetrical and mm-hmm. you know if if anyone has a bit of a bust it looks the girl you know as many of the models do they're kind of on the slimmer side so mm-hmm. I don't know we'll um I'll finish it I'm almost to the part where the lace panel goes and that's fun so so that's kind of what I'm focused on. Mm-hmm. And you're practically lying on another thing that you're swatching for. Yes, I'm swa- <laughs> yes, that's it. That's good to mention too. I did join the Indigo Dragonfly Sweater Club, and it's really cool the way the club works because everybody gets a different color yarn. Mm-hmm. And so she sends you a survey, and you have to fill out what your favorite colors are and what your least favorite. And in that instance, you might fill in a color that is actually a favorite, but you might, like my whole stash is blue. Mm-hmm. So I always put down my, that I don't want blue because I've got so much of it. So she did this color. It's almost a wheat. Yeah, it's uh, like a honey or a wheat. Yeah. Honey. And it's, uh, it's not one that I normally buy, but uh, it's <laughs> perfect for my coloring. And uh, the, the base is called October, which is gorgeous and squishy and yummy the uh, sweater pattern is called meander and it's asymmetrical and it's got this beautiful kind of honeycomb lace that goes up the sleeve and then uh, a stripe of it literally meanders down the back Mm -hmm. so um the next shipment will be due any time now but i'm swatching for this and then Mm -hmm. it goes into the custom fit website to generate the pattern so it's specific Mm -hmm. to my measurements Oh, yes, and we should mention, we have a new member of the Agents of Sheep. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we have an, a field agent, we decided, yes. yes. So, yeah, we got a shirt for Kim McBrien, uh, McBrien Evans, I think. Yeah, and head she, of Indigo Dragonfly. Yeah, had the, uh, the genius behind Indigo Dragonfly. And so Katie, who is on our team, uh, came up with her agent name, which is Agent Hughes. H U E U H U E S. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very appropriate. <laughs> yes. She loved it. So she was <laughs> she posted pictures to Instagram. So uh so we'll we'll see. There there might be a agents of sheep colorway. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
Yeah, and we and that was something that was kind of funny when we were at Rhinebeck too, is our with our people at our house. We were discussing like what we'd be looking for. There was a few people in our house who were like, "Oh, I really want to get some indigo dragonfly yarn because." It's so pretty, but I've, you know, I've only seen it this one time at this one place. Right. And it was, it was kind of funny because I think the only time it had been, they had been in a, a place to, where they had Indigo Dragonfly, I think she was at, um, or somebody was selling it for Kim at, uh, Vogue Knitting Live. Yeah, she was at Vogue Knitting year. Live this year, yeah. So I know, I know Marsha got some, um, when she was there, but like, so the others were like, I need to get some of this rare, lovely mm. yarn. And for us, it's just like, it's Kim. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's but, wonderful, lovely and, stuff. But for us, it's like, we can find it in a bunch of different stores in Toronto and Hamilton and, you know, online. It's sort of like the cross like parallel of yeah. the Socks at Rock. Because yeah. they can get it so easily. Yeah. And for or us, like, it's, it's much rarer for us to yeah, actually. Or Miss Babs or right. stuff like that. Where for us, it's like, oh, I've never seen this before. And they're just like, oh, yeah, that's in, that's at every fair I go to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sort of thing. And of course, she's just launched this geek club, yes, which we will get to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So speaking of geek stuff, Woo! geek screen, geek stuff, hit it. Okay. So actually, now that since Michelle is here, Michelle and I both saw The Martian. Yes. Last month, I ended up seeing it three times. Did you? Yes. Did that you? does not surprise well, me in the least. Okay, yeah. Because I saw it the first time, like when it came out, and oh my god, I loved it so much. I had all the feelings. It was so good. Now, I've not read the book. So you've read the book and seen the movie. Yeah. Um, did you find the movie very true to the book? Yeah, I have actually. I mean, I mentioned to a couple people, I think it's one of the best book to movie adaptations I have seen because it's it's very faithful to the book. It very much keeps the tone of the book. Um, it's not super slavishly faithful to the book in the sense that like it it loses all its character or loses or, you know, that there isn't like certain things in it that are, that are adapted well to a movie. But yeah, I found it was, it was really, it was really good at bringing this book that I really enjoyed to life. Yeah. And um, I mean, there is obviously because of the amount of time <laughs> that they have to spend on this movie. Um, there's certain things that happen in the book that don't happen in the movie. Um, there's some of the science stuff that gets more explained in the book that doesn't explain. In the and movie. that was my but question. Was... Yeah. Because I felt they glossed over the science a bit yeah. in the movie. Well, and there is, there is still quite a lot of science that they, that they include. They maybe don't explain it quite as in depth, like how he makes water out of the, the fuel that they, the rocket fuel basically that they have left over. Um, they do, so he does sort of explain it. But not like in, in the same amount of detail as in the book. Again, basically just because of the amount of time. They yeah. Had. Yeah. But it was also, the other thing was like, it was also still really funny. And they kept that, that sense of humor that the, that the book had. And, you know, kept some of those moments where it's like, oh crap, everything seems hopeless or like, Oh my God, everything's going wrong. I loved it too. I thought Matt, Matt Damon was great. Oh, yeah. Ironically, though, I mean, sometimes when you've got a big star, mm -hmm. sometimes that can be distracting, you know, if they're known for other things mm -hmm. they've done. I, I didn't find that with him. Some of the other characters, though, I mean, there was the girl from House of Cards. Mm -hmm. And every time I looked at her, all I could think of was her with Kevin Spacey. <laughs> and then, you know... Bucky from uh, Captain America. <laughs> yeah. and, and there were a couple jokes where I was like, or a couple things where I'm like, oh my god, they just mentioned that, and yeah. and <laughs> all then, I'm thinking is like, yep, you were in Captain America. And then uh, Sean Bean from Game yes. of Thrones. <laughs> and then, but the one that 
I really, I'd be in the middle of a scene and all of a sudden I was just very conscious of who she was, was <clears throat> Kristen Wiig. Yeah. And there is a couple, she plays a very serious character. She does a very good job, but there were a couple of scenes where she was being kind of incredulous or even borderline, you know, as things got really bizarre. And I just expected her to kind of break into one of her SNL characters or, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was just very, there were kind of moments where it was almost sarcasm, borderline humor. Mm-hmm. And, and so I don't know. It might have been fun to have some lesser known characters in some of those <laughs> roles, but, but they were all very good and, and mm-hmm. it was great. Yeah. And I, I actually, the, probably the main reason I saw it a third time, not just because I love the movie and I would totally have gone to see it a third time, um, was it did, like, just after Halloween, it did come out for a week in IMAX 3D. Oh. And I was like, um, mm-hmm. Yes, I need to go to Toronto <laughs> and see this. And I was planning to go to Toronto anyway, because there was an event I wanted to go into Toronto. I'm like, um, okay, the day I'm there, I, I need to go see The Martian in IMAX 3D, because it is, it, it's one of the movies, I'll say, where it was definitely worth it to see in, it, see it in 3D. Like, especially with the Martian landscapes. Wow. Was just, they were just amazing yeah. in 3D. And, oh my god, I love this movie so much. <laughs> It is my happy place. And then, actually, this past Friday, I got to see Spectre, the new James Bond movie. I'm going on Tuesday. I'm taking yes. the taking my my sons, uh, who are turning 25 tomorrow. Uh, what did you think of it? I really liked it um, because of stuff that had come out before the movie, like looking at the trailers and people talking about what the trailers might mean and stuff. I wasn't sure how it was going to... I really wasn't sure how it was going to go. So, like, there was part of me that was, like, really tense the entire time. So I think I need to go see it again so I can absorb more of it. But I did I did really enjoy it. I've seen a number of different, like, reviews reviews all over the place. Um, I saw one that said something, I guess it's something about the, the plot being... I know if nonsensical was the word they used or whatever, but it's like... You know, I found it, like, I think the plot actually makes a bit more logical sense than Skyfall, because, like, Skyfall, it's sort of like, you're watching the movie, and then later it's like, wait a minute, that doesn't really work. How did he know that that <laughs> was going to happen at the same time as that, and that's the only reason this that part actually worked sort of thing? Um, and it also didn't help that that year was the year of, like, the bad guys intentionally getting caught and being put in glass prisons so that they could then break out and cause havoc. Because it happened in Avengers, and it happened in Star Trek, and it happened in Skyfalls, right. and it, it happened kind of in the... a bunch of things. They were all in the same so, cell. So this one, I think, makes a bit more... It doesn't quite... I, at least from what I... At least from, you know, my own experience afterwards. Um, again, I might there might be things I was missing because I was so tense and stuff, but I didn't have that moment of, like, wait a minute, that really doesn't work. Other than, like, the base level of this, this plot is ludicrous, that every single Bond movie has. Right. Like, this is a Bond movie. We're not talking about, like, perfectly, (laughs) perfectly managed plots here. Like, if you want to talk about nonsensical Bond plots, I can tell you about some. (laughs) Because there have been lots. Daniel Craig was on Stephen Colbert this week. Ooh, um, I haven't seen that yet. I just caught it. It was posted on one of, I don't know if it was the Huffington Post, but they did a skit with Stephen Colbert pay- playing the part of um, somebody working at a rental car um, <laughs> company. And uh, Daniel Craig comes in his suit, running in, 
being presumably mm. chased by assassins. You don't yes. see the assassins, but he, he says, I'm being chased by assassins. And he, he's trying to rent a car. And of course they get to the part where, you know, do you need insurance? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cause I plan to drive it in the ocean. <laughs> and, uh, and it, it's, it's just, there is this part where Stephen Colbert's character is kind of being a bit of a, adult about getting this rental done mm-hmm. and he grabs him by the lapels to kind of threaten him and daniel craig just starts laughing you know he just like <laughs> totally breaks you know he's just he can't keep it together because uh, this gets so funny but it's really worth checking out on youtube <laughs> oh, you i will have to yeah. check that out but yeah and there was a bunch of little and i think this movie too they they had tons of little easter eggs for people who have seen the series seen the bond series some of and some of which were like generally the Bond movie when it does callbacks to earlier movies it's super obvious because they're like hey remember this gadget from this movie lol 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 <laughs> um, this one a lot of them were were a bit more subtle than well, that thankfully. just the previews I've seen it it has a bit of a live and let die sort of vibe I mean there's mm-hmm. that opening scene with Mardi Gras. Yeah. Or they, uh, it's uh, Day Dia, of the Dead. Dia de los okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wondered if there was if it was harking back to that a little bit. Mm, I know. Like before the movie came out, a lot of people were wondering if it was actually more like from certain things they saw, more like um, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, which is certainly a movie that could definitely be re- redone gladly because mm-hmm. um, that one is not a terribly good one that was the one with like the guy who did one Bond movie George Lazenby right. he did one Bond movie and then they went back to Sean Connery <coughs> they were like they sucked it up and paid Sean Connery what he wanted <laughs> they were just like please please come back so but I won't actually say like whether it's like any of the other Bond movies because I don't want to spoil um, so yeah I enjoyed it I'll be interested to see what happens with the next one, because now I'm like, I don't know how this is going to, you know, work. Because technically, Daniel Craig has one more movie in his contract. Oh, does he? Now, with some of the way, and I I mean, part of this might be the way he was quoted or the way it was written, because I think it was a written interview. But um, there was an interview that came out just before the movie came out where it sounded like he was talking a bit of shit about the Bond franchise yeah. and just, just totally sounded done. So I don't know if they're like sort of quietly. Yeah. Yes. I think <laughs> quietly in the back, you know, I wouldn't, it totally wouldn't surprise me if quietly in the background, they're like, yes, we'll let you out of your, out of your contract uh, for the last movie. Though I don't know if they would do that too. Though, though, though on the other hand, it's like, even if you have to force him to come back, it's also like major bank at the box office. So maybe they wouldn't, I don't know. Um, I could see it going either way. Like it wouldn't, it would totally make sense if this was his last one. But if it's not, I'm like, okay, what does this mean for the future for the next movie? And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I need it to be. I need. To, I need the next movie right now. You don't have to do anything. You just have to wait for them to make the next movie, and there will be more movies. But I don't want to wait. Wait. This is Hogwarts all over again. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I enjoyed it. Speaking of Hogwarts, yes. Do you want to go straight to that? <laughs> yeah. Do that, and then we'll do that. <laughs> All right, just okay. Yeah, because this week we got the first pictures from the fan- Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them movie, which is people call it sort of like a prequel to Harry Potter, but I don't think it has, is going to have a lot to do, from what I've read, with the actual plot of the Harry Potter stories. It's more. It seems more like a, a story which is set in the same world, except a fair bit earlier. <laughs> substantial because this one is set in 1920s new york wizarding world 
New York in the 1920s. I that is, cannot wait. That is going wait. to be so cool. It's going to be so awesome. Yeah, it, the film is, I'm looking at the an article in Variety about it. Um, the film is rumored to feature an American wizarding school similar to Hogwarts, which would be interesting to see, and will also visit the Magical Congress of the United States of America, which is in the Woolworth Building in New York, which if you look up photos, it's like, yes, that looks exactly where the wizards would have Magical Congress. Oh, there he is. So, <laughs> yes. So I'm just showing, uh, so it's um, Eddie, how do you Redmayne. Stop? Redmayne. Who stars as, what's the character he's playing? Newt Scamander. Okay. And in a knitting connection, he actually, before he got famous, modeled uh, for Rowan knitting, Rowan yarns. Yeah. Uh, so for those of you who have denim people, get it out because he's he's all through it. There's another shot of him. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's so tiny. Yeah, he's just a baby there. Yeah. He's just, I don't know, he'd maybe be 20, 19, yeah. 20. So it's probably a collector's item. <laughs> it is now. I wonder if this is going to bring back... I, I I don't I can't say back, but I wonder if this is going to make popular long blue coats for men the way that you know mm. coats for Sherlock yes <laughs> were made popular yeah because I mean looking at the photos here well there's one ooh yeah Jane, there's a couple of very like staged photos mm-hmm. so like we're looking at one which has lots of like atmospheric smoke gorgeous what looks vest. like a New York sidewalk yeah. with you know stores Top behind coat. and then there's others which are look like during filming. Like, uh, this is the one I kind of freaked out at. Mm-hmm. Where you see Red, Eddie Redmayne and another character walking across the street and there's like a 1920s car behind them and people in 1920s yep. clothes behind them and it's like, oh my god, we're actually getting visiting, visiting world in the 1920s, which is going to be awesome. This is like 100% my jam. Yeah, so there's a few shots of them filming. Yeah, and uh, J.K. Rowling is actually writing the screenplay, is my yeah. understanding. So would this be her first screenplay? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's her first screenplay. I really love this one, too. It's one where you're looking through the camera equipment at one character who's... Um, she's got like this blonde sort of curly bob, yeah, bob. and she's wearing yep. this you know, black dress, which looks very period, and she's holding a wand. <laughs> it's like, ee! this is gonna be awesome. So yeah, I am super excited for that. And yeah. there's a lot of other sort of hints that we're getting about the about the, the plot. Um, because basically, the title comes from one of the textbooks at Hogwarts. Basically, Newt Scamander wrote the textbook Fast Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And they actually released the textbook years ago. She wrote it for a charity in Britain and published it. So I actually have copies of it somewhere, um, along with one of the other, I think Quidditch Through the Ages is the other one they did. So he's a, his character Newt Scamander is a magizoologist. So basically like someone who studies like magical creatures. creatures yeah. And like to the point of being like, I think from what they've said in the Harry Potter books, like very narrow focused loves his work more than and tends to blot out everything else. Very dedicated to his work. Yeah, I think he was quite excited. He really went after the role, is yeah. my understanding. So he he's obviously a fan of the books and Well and especially considering like since the, the main movies are over, like if you get the chance, if there's the possibility of being in another Harry Potter sort of movie, it's like yes, you grab that. With both hands. Besides every Oscar winning British actor <laughs> it's a rite of passage. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, there there are people that call it the call the Harry Potter series the British Actors Retirement Fund <laughs> because those residuals will be coming in for the rest of time. I guess so. Now, when is this movie slated for release? Um, I'm not sure. Something 2016. Well, I'm sure there is a, a hard and fast release date because movies 18th of November 2016. So okay. another year. Another year. Sadly. Ah, oh, but it gives us something to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, it yep. will go fast. Another Christmas movie to look forward to. Uh-huh. Indeed. Um, what else? Oh, yes. Halloween. Halloween. Halloween has gone by. Halloween <laughs> has come and gone. Uh, we did not get... We were playing... I was going to prepare to play the game Drink When You Get an Elsa. Elsa? Not ulcer. Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> you might get an ulcer from drinking when, when you see Elsa. We didn't but... get any Elsas. Not oh, yeah? one. Yeah, we didn't really get an Elsa. I think we had an Anna, but... I have to show you guys the best. So my, one of my uh, housemates at Rhinebeck, Carrie, her daughter uh, went as dead Elsa. <laughs> that would have been two drinks. And it was her idea. And she's like, I don't know, six or seven. Uh, <laughs> like she's, she's just a, a wee thing. But uh, it was a pretty, pretty awesome <laughs> costume, actually. Uh, so I'll just try to find it here on Facebook because it's good for a laugh. I did get somebody who was dressed up as a stripper bacon. <coughs> that that was the highlight costume for me this year. Did anybody dress up for work? No. Nope. I dressed up as Rosie the Riveter, which was also like, hey, I can wear comfortable clothes <laughs> all day. And I was very impressed with your victory roll. Oh, thanks. Yes, I actually managed to get my bangs into a little victory roll. It only took four bobby pins and a lot of hairspray to keep it that way for the four hours I was at work that day. So now into the flail category. Oh, God, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We've seen a couple of episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, Jesus. And there is flail-worthy substance in there. Yeah. There most certainly is. Everybody this season needs therapy, basically. So do all of the viewers. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, non-spoilery stuff first. Non-spoilery stuff? Everybody needs therapy. Everybody and we're needs done. therapy. And yeah. we're done. Yeah. I mean, it's really good, but everybody needs therapy this season. There's a lot of people who are making some dubious decisions, and you just want to reach the screen and be like, honey, no. <laughs> I know Sweetheart? You, I know you mean well. I know you mean well, but no. <laughs> I love you, but no. And that includes Colson. Yeah. Which is a lot for me, guys. I, I'm getting I'm getting a lot of the um, sky's just about done with your shit, Colson. Yes. Well, there's also the sky needs to learn that she's working for a spy agency. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, I mean, I I think she's. Uh, you pointed it out. She doesn't like Dad's new uh, girlfriend love girlfriend. interest. I <laughs> guess they're not formally a couple yet, but there's yeah. certainly lots of sparks flying, and yeah. uh, she's feeling rather protective i guess and yeah because getting into spoilery stuff colson and Rosalind need to bone oh my god that's really good <laughs> that's amazing that's really, really good. good elsa <laughs> zombie elsa yeah so they're uh yeah. yeah so spoiler alert from here on in if you're not up to like episode six i think it is now but yeah first thing on my list colson and Rosalind need to bone already yes i think they do i think Animosity is not necessarily a, a deterrent to this either. Yeah. No, they, they're they're both responding in kind. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and then we had the episode last week that was very Martian-esque. Yes. Um, I saw... That was the hilarious thing. Um, I are saw, we in spoiler territory? Yes, we're in spoiler right, okay, territory. Mm-hmm. I missed that part. Because, yes, because we okay. saw what happened to Gemma yes. when she got smoked by the rock. The moment I cannot forget. The moment I... Okay, two moments I cannot forget is her... 
smacking it down and going, get dinner, bitch! (laughs) (laughs) And then holding it in her hand and working up the gumption to bite into it and tear it off. Into the tentacle fish, whatever it is. Tentacle plant, yeah. Thingy. And, and that, that looked revolting. Tear it off, and you could hear the fibers on it working against her teeth. And I'm just like, oh. That sounds gross. And then belching. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it was actually funny that night. Like, if that night or the next night, I was looking at the Martian tag on Tumblr, and I was scrolling through the tag, and all of a sudden, I start hitting all these posts about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because people were talking about how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was so much like the Martian, and I'm making jokes about if Will was... Growing potatoes or something. (laughs) But yeah, that episode was, wow. Yeah. Damn. Elizabeth Henstridge. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was everything. Emmy for you, please. Yeah. Yeah. They did a, she did a great job, but it's, it's interesting where the, uh, Fitz and Simmons are at right now. Yeah. Cause you pointed out, so she's back. She -hmm. wants to go back to get Will. He's being supportive, but he's being supportive in a, I guess I would describe it as a cautious way. He's doing some research on this Will guy. Yeah, he is doing some background research. And it's really interesting. If you pause the screen, and if you have, like, if you're watching in HD and you pause when you see the articles on the screen, they sound rather different than what Will was telling Gemma, because he said something like, "Oh, I'm not, you know, and I have a, I don't have a back in, background in science. I was in the Air Force, sort of thing." And it's like, and all the articles are about like, "I'm a huge science nerd. I wanted to be an astronaut forever. Science, science, science." And it's like, hmm. So there's a lot of people who are speculating that the planet itself is like a living planet. It is a, the planet is a living thing, and there's a lot of speculation. That Will is not even a person. That he's some sort of projection of the planet. Oh. To to, to toy with or manipulate uh, Gemma. I know on the Level 7 Access podcast they said, you know, maybe they were like, if I can, you know, instead of just, you know, let's say eating this person who has just arrived, if they keep them around a while, maybe other people will come trying to find them. That's more of a food source. Instead of just like, hey, new person's here, eat. I think he's real. I think, though he wasn't there 14 years, I think yeah. I think that all those props were more or less planted there. So I think they'll get him back. I think mm-hmm. he'll be part of the equation back at the base for a while. And, you know, it's got to make for a more interesting storyline, right? Yeah. To insert him into the equation. Yeah, especially and... if Fitz knows that, you know, from what Gemma was telling him about this, what this guy said about himself, that he wasn't telling the truth. Yeah, now let's also remember that Fitz also went doing that research after Hunter came and talked to him. Yeah, that Hunter in that episode, I don't know if it was Hunter the characterization had or issues. whatever. Yeah, if it was just his issues or if the writers were maybe slightly off the character, you know, maybe pushing it with the character because he's sort of like, dude, why are you helping? It's like, um, you know, Vince doesn't need to even be, have to necessarily have to like be doing it out of a gratitude for getting for helping him helping Gemma. He can just be doing it because he's a decent, decent person human being. who yeah. doesn't want to leave another human being stranded on an alien planet if but they can possibly help it. Let's also admit, Hunter has done some things in that episode. Yeah. Not Hunter just is not, Hunter is, is wearing his bad idea jeans, like, all over the place. He is unstable. Yes. 
As are a lot of people in this group. Yes, but not that many people will go out and make things explode the way that Hunter does. True, yes. I'm sorry, I really liked him to begin with, just... But of late, I'm kind of I'm kind of really wanting to hang. The him man up. is kind of chaotic neutral. He, I, I really want to give him a wedgie and hang him up on a fence post. <laughs> I think Daisy does too. Yeah, I think Daisy I think does there's too. There's a few people that do. <laughs> May would like to do yeah, more than exactly. that. Exactly. Yes, May would. Speaking of which, May's back. May's yeah. back. My girl's back. My girl's and back. And we actually got to see her dad. <laughs> yeah. We got to meet May's dad, which is awesome. I love seeing May's parents. So May and Bobby are a team. Oh, man, that was so awesome. It's yeah. like, yes, all, all this is team. my everything. May and Bobby mm-hmm. kicking ass together. All girl team. And they got dressed up for their first sting operation. Yes. I love, it is hilarious watching that scene. Mainly because because of the camera angles. They're always shooting from a fairly low angle so that they can get both of them in the shot. <laughs> because because <laughs> Ming-Na Wen is fairly short and Adrian, Adrian Palicki is a freaking Amazon. <laughs> There is like a good foot difference between the two of them, and you can just uh, you just know the camera people are like, "Oh, fuck. god damn it! How in the hell are we going to shoot them and get them both in the shot without counting off someone's head at the nose?" It was fun watching them both. Was it Mandarin they were speaking, or yes. uh, yeah, yeah, that time it was Mandarin. Yeah, that yeah, was Mandarin and Lash. Lash. Yes. Lash. Lash. Didn't see that coming. I admit I didn't see it coming, but I I have not been uh, investigating much on the forums or anything like that, the theories. Yeah, there was quite a few fans who were like, oh, I think it's Andrew. Yeah, I didn't go looking for it. I'm like, nope, I want to be surprised. I'm not even going to try. Yeah. I didn't go looking. I just heard it because I was listening Uh. to podcasts and stuff. And I was like, yep, we think it's Andrew. So, I don't know. There might be another twist in there or something because... It was fairly easily guessed by some people, so... But now it's a probable hypothesis that this is the reason why Andrew walked away from May Yeah. while they were out on their possible rekindling. Yes. Yeah, that's sort of the general theory, that, that he is a fairly recent... Translation. Inter- yeah, turned inhuman. Poor boy. That Buddy needed to pick up either, you know, had some not-so-good fish at dinner one night, or... Or fish oil tablets. Yeah, or needed to pick up some more fish oil tablets and got, you know, some from that batch. So. But why can he morph back and forth? That may be just his... That could just be his... His thing. Part of his thing. Like, inhuman thing can can be anything. And uh, sometimes you draw the short straw. It took Mm -hmm. a while for Daisy to learn to control her ability, but she did learn to control it. His is much more obtuse. He would have no choice, I guess, for a while, but to learn what to do with it. To hide it. Yeah. It depends, like, what makes him... If he can, you know... If there's certain things that trigger it, like if he's like the Hulk, which sort of seemed like in that loud of stuff. Yeah, episode, that's what it seems like. You're making me angry. He won't like me when I'm angry. But yeah, so that will be interesting. The, the promo for next week looked interesting. Yes. Poor May. Oh, Her boy. face when she found out. Oh, yeah. Poor baby. Okay. Okay. Okay, so moving into Cravings, Covets, and Crushes, because this is going to be a long episode. Yes. But yes, Cravings, Covets, and Crushes. So as we mentioned... Indigo Dragonfly is doing a geek club. Which somebody's already signed up for. Yep. Did you? Oh, yeah, good. I signed up for I, it last night. I can live vicariously through you. <laughs> yes. And we heard about this at um, the Kitchener Wild Ninja's Fair. Mm-hmm. Kim mentioned it. Yeah. So there's four themes. Yeah. So there's four shipments, four themes, and four yarn bases. You'll get, you'll get one of each base. And for each 
theme, there's going to be seven different colorways, and you will get one of those. Or, you know, you can, basic level, you get one of those, um, or you can get mini skeins. Um, and then you can ask to get additional full skeins, either as the same color or either or as different colors. They will the four be... themes are Doctor Who, Star St- Trek versus Star Wars, Whedon-esque Realm, and Pop Puri. Yeah. Basically a take on Popery. Yeah. But probably more like pop culture Yep. Stuff. So any other random fandoms. And there will be little um, treats as well. And they will swag be shipping it. out in February, May, August, <coughs> and November of the coming calendar year. Yep. Yeah, and the four yarn bases are the Caribou Ba, which is a four-ply superwash merino mm-hmm. uh, fingering weight. Uh, the Chameleon Sock, which is that uh, superwash merino, 20% cashmere, 17% silk. Fingering weight that has the the one ply that's slightly different as Michelle holds up a ball of the very base that we're talking about. I did get her. That, <laughs> I forgot to mention that about Rhinebeck. I got her um, evil twin mitten kit with yes. the gradients in the chameleon. The merino nylon sock, which is a merino nylon uh, 80-20 blend. And there's going to be a mystery base, a surprise yarn base, which is a minimum 390 yards per 100 grams. So you're going to get each yarn bases you can add, you can let her know if you're allergic to any of those. Um, or you can choose mini skeins, so it would be sock weight yarn um, in mini skeins, which would be like 25 grams slash 100 yarns per mini skein, so you get a, a mini skein selection. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be fun. Yeah. She said to think of them as uh, trading cards out there in the geek and knitting universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you purchase the Geek Club, and you, you'll get a discount code for the gift of Palooza ah. that they do every year. Now, going from a little bit of squee to brace yourselves, because Christmas is coming. Yes. And you may not want to hear it, but it's coming. So, with that in mind, some suggestions of things that you can prepare yourself with for the coming Christmas season. I'm on Think Geek for their 2015 Holiday Gift Center, and they have got, look at this, Weeping Angel Christmas Tree Topper. Oh, wow. (laughs) I saw specifically, I'm not sure where to find it right now. Oh my god, TARDIS! Stocking. Yes, a TARDIS stocking. There's also a C-3PO stock, R2-D2 stocking, sorry. And a Game of Thrones stocking. (laughs) I also saw, let's see if I can find it in here, and I thought of you specifically, Karen, there it is. Starry Night. Hand-painted Ooh. Starry Night. Oops, as I spit on my iPad. Starry and, Night with TARDIS. Yep. Ornament. Exploding TARDIS, I should say. <laughs> the leg lamp from Christmas Story. Lightsaber candlestick. Yep. Uh, indoor snowballs. <laughs> Classic video game controller ornaments. That's yes. awesome. And for, you know, knittery types, the Firefly Jane hat ornament. Yeah, if you don't feel like knitting your own tiny one. But we also have, if you are the type who likes the adult coloring books, there is now an official Harry Potter coloring book. Scroll down and you'll see some more. They also have... Ooh. Yeah, so there's the Harry Potter Potter coloring book. There's the Harry Potter creatures and Harry Potter magical places and characters, which has Hogwarts on the cover. There's also a Doctor Who book. Ooh. There's a Sherlock book. Oh, there's the Doctor Who one. Doctor Who the coloring book. These are all the rage right now and they're very good for stress relief for, for adults. They have preview pictures. Weeping Angel! That is so cool. Where are these ordered? This is on Amazon. But okay, you can probably cool. find them at bookstores. Yeah. yeah, I'm just looking on Amazon.ca right now. I was at Michael's today, and they had a whole section of them. They didn't have any of those, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Sherlock one. Uh, Sherlock the Mind Palace, a coloring book adventure. 
Is it? That's another official one. I have seen unofficial Benedict Cumberbatch ones. Wow. That's a lot of detail. <laughs> There's one picture here of Watson standing in front of the 221B wallpaper. Yep. That is a lot of detail That'll in the keep background. you busy for a while. Mm-hmm. And there's Bolly. Oh, God. There's one the Reichenbach fall. Oh, wow. Why? Why? <laughs> because I don't think Karen would find that stress relieving. No, she wouldn't. <laughs> and there's the wedding day with the, the confetti. Oh, God. There is tons of confetti in this picture. Holy crap. That is like months of coloring. Yep. Just... That'll keep you busy for a while. Yeah. So there's the fandom coloring books. And because there are some people that really like to make something themselves, even... If it's not fiber, it may come from the oven instead. Yes, there is an Etsy store called... Oh boy, here we go with the pronouncing things. Don't look at me. This looks French. Rocher Co. Maybe. R-O-C-H-A-I-X-C-O. And they have all sorts of cookie cutters, including geeky ones. And the one we're looking at right now is the Shield logo. Yep. They also have, from the look of it, they've got Thor's hammer and Captain America's shield and Iron Man mask and the Avengers logo and the Hulk fist and the Fantastic Four. I mean, how can you go wrong with some gingerbread and and these cookie cutters? I mean, really. I like to make a nice little sandwich out of two cookies with the the Captain America shield and the the shield logo. (laughs) I the the Coulson cookie sandwich. I wasn't going there, but okay. They have other really cute ones too. They have the poop emoji. <laughs> Poop emoji cookie cutter. Yeah. There's one that looks like a slice of pizza. Batman. They have all of the DC universe. Aw, Dory from Finding Nemo. Penguins. Yeah, they got Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Batman. Oh, the owl one is really cute. They have letters, including different font styles. Martini glass. Maple leaf. Emojis. Yeah, tons of other emojis. The kissy face emojis, the hard eyes emoji. And the pop icons, uh, the social media icons. Oh, they have an Instagram and Tumblr and That looks Skype. like Skype. Yep. These are awesome. Oh, hey, LinkedIn cookie cutters. Would you just randomly give those out to people <laughs> <laughs> that you don't know? Yeah. Like stepping right in front of them being like, hey! Cookie. Cookie! I like the shield. Yeah, I really like the shield awesome. one. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, people. We've talked for quite a bit this episode. Yeah. Bye, everybody! Okay. Yep, I think that's it. Bye! Bye! Okay. We are recording. For reals this time. For realsies this time, and it's not going to cut out on us. Okay. Hi, everybody. Hi. We are coming to you live from Rhinebeck. You might be able to hear the, the pan flute band in the background. <laughs> Which does not stop, and you can hear it from everywhere. <laughs> it is a beautiful Sunday. Yeah, it's actually really nice right now. Yep. Uh, we have had snow. Uh, yes. Little flurries of snow happen about three times today, but when the sun does come out, it's a beautiful autumn day. Yeah, and right now the sun's out, and we're in a spot which is sort of... Um, sheltered from the wind. Sheltered from the wind, so... But in all other respects, if you have a hat, you're wearing it. If you have mitts, you're wearing them. If you have a cowl, you're wearing it. Yeah. If you brought thermal things, you're, you're wearing, wearing it. them. Yeah. Underneath everything else. Because it's... It's a bit chilly. Yeah. It was basically not that much above freezing. Yep. But you Which... got to see everybody's knitwear that way. Yes. Yes, you did. Because <laughs> everyone was piling it on. No kidding. Um, it's been a really nice day. I really like the second day experience here at Rhinebeck. The The first day is really busy. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, well, it's really busy in the sense that, like, you know, usually you're, you're walking around, you want to, there's stuff you want to find, there's stuff you want to get, um, there's stuff you want to see. 
Um, and so you're walking around with a mission. And the second day of Rhinebeck is a bit more laid back. Yeah. Uh, there's still a lot of people here, but everybody's a lot calmer. The lines are a lot smaller. Yeah. And you're able to see more in booths that you weren't able to before, either because there are fewer crowds or you're able to fit into them in the first place. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of digging this sort of like laid back yarn lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, the first day is good for like, okay, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. Um, especially if you have like an idea of specific vendors that you want to go to. Um, you know, or even like you can do your wish list if you, even if you don't have specific vendors in mind, like I was looking for buttons for my sweater, which I did not finish. It's okay. <laughs> Everybody give Karen a pat on the back. It's okay. It's okay. This is becoming a tradition. How many times does it, how many times does it happen before it's a tradition? I'm not going to say anything because I didn't even try. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, I didn't have a specific vendor in mind for buttons. I just sort of knew what kind of things I wanted. Um, and so on Saturday, that was like getting that and like going to the Miss Babs booth. And which was crazy. Which was nuts. That was apocalyptic is what it was. You yeah. needed a Kevlar vest. Yeah, Kevlar vest and elbows out. No kidding. Um, but we'll go through like the stuff that we got later when we're because you know right now we're we are actually sitting near the little museum area um and you know most of the stuff that i bought is in my suitcase, suitcase. in a trunk of a car yep. so you know later when we get to the hotel i'm gonna have to repack anyway um and we need to add up how much we spent so we can tell the border guards when we get back um because they kind of want to know that kind of those sort of things ah nosy buggers um and uh so, yeah, so we'll do sort of a rundown of, like, what we got then. But, yeah, and then the second day is good for just, you know, wandering around if there's a couple other things that you saw or, like, if there was areas that you couldn't get to. Like, I know in, I think it's Building 31, is sort of the bigger of right. the, the small barns. Um, or you find out, ooh, they had, you know, maple-flavored cotton candy. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the, the, the night after the Saturday is the night when everybody's like, oh, this is what I got, this is what I got, and everybody else is like, oh, my God, where did you get that? I didn't even see that. So that's where you compare purchases and then you make a plan for it <laughs> about the more money you're going to spend, you know, or it's just a chance to sort of wander around and see what's there. And, you know, I've picked up a few cards for places where it's like, you know, I might kind of like to get something, but I think I'm about done spending money for this weekend. So <laughs> we'll put off those purchase to, purchases till later. Um, hey, Christmas is coming. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we mentioned in the first one that we didn't. We mentioned fleece at the border. Yeah. It's not necessary. Yeah, uh, it's really I don't think so. Yeah. It's just sort of, and just nicer. There's a lot less people. There's a lot more room to move around. The apple cider donut line is Still slightly, there. slightly shorter. Not by much. Thinking about getting some of those later. But yeah, the only sad part is that, of course, this morning we were like, okay, pack up all our stuff. Get it into the say car. Say goodbye to the house. Yeah, because I mean, it's really it's that's the other thing that's really nice about coming for the weekend, um, especially with the group we've got, because they're all like huge nerds and like kindred spirits, like you said. Yeah. And we you know, when I say when people are huge nerds, it is a compliment. But I mean, because then we can, you know, Friday night, we all arrive and we get to, you know, settle in and relax. And, you know, we have a kitchen to kit, to cook, cook stuff. In. Yep. You know, we've got so we were able to get food yesterday from the food building, like cheese and sausage and bread mm -hmm. and olives and pickles we and had a large tapas situation for dinner and for dessert and for dessert <laughs> and then the really nice thing about this house is we had like a working like wood fireplace 
So we got a fire going last night. Uh-huh. We all sat out in front of the fire and, and knit, knit and, and talked. And, and there was Avengers horseplay going on on the TV. <laughs> Watch YouTube videos. Yes. On the TV. And roasted marshmallows. Yes. And, and there drank. was much wine happening. <laughs> a lot. Yes, there was much wine going on. Um, but yeah, and it's just a nice opportunity to relax yep. and to take our time and to unwind at the end of the day and especially like they were saying this morning too like it's nice being able to to make stuff in your own kitchen and stuff too because yeah. i know margaret was saying that you know if we'd had to eat it if we were eating out or she was like you know she said she said she really liked the the this whole like you know not eating out as much as she thought because too the nice thing is like people can be preparing stuff for breakfast like lots and lots of bacon lots of um, bacon, and you know can come get out and get tea or coffee or whatever and like you know, we can take turns having shower, relaxed, take turns having showers and people can grab something to eat and then they can go pack their bags and, you know, sort of do that in shifts. Whereas if we were staying in a hotel or whatever and we were going out, we would probably have to like get up, it's everyone have showers, other, yeah. you know, everybody get packed, everything like that, and then go somewhere and actually eat where, you know, it sort of works better. We can just sort of rotate in and out of the kitchen. Yep. Okay. Okay. I think Talk that's to- enough for now. Yep. Okay. Bye. Bye. I just thought of the name for the episode. This bacon does not need pants. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find old episodes or comment at our blog at knit1geek2.mtpockets.org. That's K-N-I-T-1-G-E-E-K-2 dot M-T dash P-O-C-K-E-T-S dot O-R-G. You can find us on Twitter and on Periscope at at Knit1Geek2. You can also discuss the episodes and other geeky things at our Ravelry group. Just search for Knit1Geek2 in the groups tab. You can also email us at Knit1Geek2 at gmail.com. And remember, in space, no one can hear you squee.